Hey there! Every month, Annie has a call with our Path365 members and answers their questions. She tackles a wide range of topics from what to do with big emotions, what kinds of tips and advice she has for addressing difficult situations, how to deal with cravings, and so much more. Listen in as she does some real-life coaching for our Path members. So she says, overcoming cravings. I am so good all week. Then Friday and Saturday kicks in and I start to think I want wine and I give in and I'm trying to figure out why I do this. Uh, do I think it's some type of reward after a work week? Do I do it out of loneliness or out of boredom? I wake up the next day and after all this happens, the guilt, shame, blame, et cetera, all day long. Then I pull it back together and then I'm back into the weekend drinking cycle. So have you ever been able to make it through a weekend without doing that? And if yes, what did that feel like? So here is, here's the good news. That's amazing progress. Here's the bad news. The, um, the way out is through. So I would encourage you to have a Friday night where you let yourself be bored. And even if it's like, okay, I'm going to take two hours and I'm just going to be bored and I'm going to be with my journal and I'm going to be with myself. And maybe I go out on a walk. Maybe I, you know, but I'm just going to let myself feel because all the things that are so many of our thoughts about why we're triggered to drink, they're subconscious. And until we create the space for those to become conscious, they run our lives, right? And, and so you can for sure start to, you know, look at and get coaching. I'm like, okay, I think it's a reward. And there's great things to do around that. Like you could write down all the ways alcohol is rewarding and all the ways it isn't rewarding and get a really clear kind of like almost numerical tally of, okay, where does it actually fall on the reward spectrum? And that would be eye-opening. Uh, but based on the fact that you've, you've had these two weekends, it is such a weekend thing. I think the thing we're running from is so often the thing we just need to sit in. Because if you were to sit in a bored evening and not drink, it might still be really boring and it might be wildly uncomfortable. But how amazing are you going to feel about yourself having accomplished that? And you might drink again. Again, it's not like we're not here to like demonize you for your behavior. It's, it's just the exercise and the expression of like, okay, I'm going to go into the thing that I'm fearing, right? I'm going to go into the thing that I'm fearing and that's boredom loneliness, being by myself. And Hey, guess what? There might be a bunch of tears and that's okay. It might be super purging and super clarifying. And you might say, if I do this, no matter what I'm rewarding myself next weekend, and that's okay too. And you might decide you don't actually want to, right? Because so often, like I've heard it said that fear is kind of like, and we're, we're afraid, we're afraid of being bored. We're afraid of being left out. We're afraid of missing out. We're afraid of not being able to handle our lives. We're afraid of being lonely. And fear is kind of like chasing us down the street. And we think like, oh my gosh, if I let it catch up to me, it's going to like take me down and beat me to a pulp. But it's actually just kind of like somebody chasing a messenger and it's just chasing you down the street. And all it has is just this envelope. And it's like, no, no, I just, I just wanted to give you this message. And then as soon as you take the message, it's just going to walk away. And so I think that so much of our, our wanting to escape um, when we're, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest this probably if you were like, I, you know, if you hadn't had two weeks and you didn't, I'd be like, let's do the pause. Like, let's think about that. But where you are right now and the progress you've already made, like, 
when we're ready, you guys, for everybody, like the answer to a lot of this stuff is to going into the craving and experiencing it without drinking, to going into the fear of that first happy hour and experiencing it without drinking. And then look at what meanings you make for yourself. Look at what things come up and write those down. And then that's your work after that, right? Because the meanings will come up like, I'm too weak to do this. Okay, great. That's a thought you can work on. That's a thought you can, you know, run through the act technique. That's a, that's a place where you can start to consider, um, bring to a coaching call. Like those are things that you can actually see. But when, when you have something, especially a craving or something, you're like, oh, it's, I just, I just don't get it. That always tells me that it's, it's not conscious yet as uncomfortable as it can be really the, the level of freedom comes from sitting in that and recognizing that like, Hey, like Tracy actually can be alone by herself on a Friday night. It's a big thing. You're laughing, but it's a big thing. It is a really big thing for me to be alone and be in a car and not turn on a book on tape. It was a big thing, right? A really big thing. We run so hard is because we think, well, if I, if I decide to be a little uncomfortable, I'm destining myself to that forever, right? Like if I don't drink tonight, that means if I, if I, if I get through this one night or if I, you know, then I'm forever, I'm going to just destine myself to that discomfort. And I'm saying like, that's for sure not true. Like you always get to make a new decision. I remember on my journey and someone just asked me to explain the pause. So I will. So the pause is um, the very beginning and you probably just haven't gotten into the content yet, but really we encourage people to go through the first part of the content still drinking. And, you know, if you've already stopped, and you don't want to pick it up, no worries. But the point of the pause is to allow that behavior actually is going to follow emotion. And so if, if you can feel differently about alcohol, which the content, the daily content, it will, you will feel differently. Now it might not be like a light switch for some people. It is for some people. It's not remember, you don't want to compare, but you will feel differently. And then when you feel differently doing, uh, not drinking actually becomes easier. When you feel differently, you can behave differently with, without all the willpower, without all the rules, without all the forcing. And so the pause is really simple. We just say, you know, at the beginning of, of this Naked Mind, the book, I say, don't stop trying to stop. Don't stop until you've read the book. And right here in the beginning of, of the path, we say, don't, don't worry about stopping right now. We'll all take a break together um, about 60 days in to the path. But in, during the first 60 days, show up, watch the videos, watch yourself, watch your drinking you know, get really curious about your own life. But the point of it is to be able to remove the blame and the shame and the guilt, allow yourself the compassion that you're doing the best you can with the tools you have. There's so much to be learned about every single time you drink, why you're doing it, what's coming up for you, why you want to, if you're going into it with curiosity, but you have to put down the judgment. You can't be curious when you're judging yourself. It just, those two things cannot coexist very easily at all. But if you can put down the judgment for just a minute and say, okay, this is what I'm doing right now. Uh, I, really, I really like the work of Byron Katie. And she says, every, every human being, every behavior is innocent. And she takes it to all sorts of extremes that I, I you know, have a hard time getting to right now with my level of, sort of um, 
compassion, but she just has, you know, a, a different level than me. But she says, all human behavior, the human is innocent. They were just believing what they were thinking. And when I take that and I distill that idea down to drinking, it's so true. Like we, I look back at the worst of my drinking and the things that I did that I just like, just cannot believe I did. The times that I put my kids in danger, the times that I, I made decisions and I said things that had other people in tears, the times that, you know, I, I did things that could have risked my marriage or risked my life. Right. And I look back at that and I have so much self-loathing and so much self-hatred, but neither of those emotions actually helps me not drink tomorrow. Not even a little bit. Actually, those, both those emotions, self-loathing, self-hatred, guilt, those actually make it much more likely that I'm going to drink tomorrow or overdrink tomorrow. But if I can look at it and I can say, what was I thinking and believing? And I can be like, in those moments, I was thinking and believing because of what alcohol does in the brain. And this is how addiction works. Addiction is literally your brain getting confused to thinking and believing that your brain needs the addictive substance as much as it needs oxygen as much as it needs water, as much as it needs food. It gets confused to believe that we need these drinks as much as we need anything else because the brain starts believing that alcohol is necessary for survival. And so if I look at a human being who is believing, not like, oh yeah, I just kind of think that's true, like viscerally in my nervous system, believing not even consciously is how deep that belief is that alcohol was necessary for survival. And I overdrink. I'm innocent apart from what I was thinking or believing. Or maybe it's not even the physiological aspect. Maybe it's the mental aspect that I am literally believing that I am totally unable to socialize without alcohol. I believe that if I'm not drinking, everything that comes out of my mouth will just repel other people. Or maybe I'm literally believing that I cannot make it through a Friday night because I'm going to be so lonely that I just, I just won't be able to make it. So of course I drink. And so if you just look at that, but, but the good news here is, is we get to change what we're thinking and believing. And then we change our behavior. And when we do it in that order, we have so much more compassion for ourselves. And if we're still drinking while we're doing this work, we get to watch what we're thinking and believing in real time, right? And so that's what the pause is. So um, yeah, we talk about it in the content. Also the coaches will talk about it, but it's just, you're basically invited to be in a pause. And then we take a 30 day break together uh, when you get to that stage of the path. So awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you're ready to see how This Naked Mind can help you on your personal health and wellness journey and want to learn more, go to thisnakedmindpodcast.com to learn what your next best step is. Again, that's thisnakedmindpodcast.com. We have all of our free resources, programs, social links, and more available for you there. Plus, if you have your own naked life story to share, you can submit it there as well. Until next week, stay curious. Stay curious.